Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Come on, Justin. Do it. Where is it? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we're back. So here we are. Welcome back on a Monday morning during Pride and National Welcome LGBTQ Station. This, this is how our producer, this Justin, is, uh, This is the move. To be fair, Start. you asked for it. Welcome Justin. Back. When you tell me we're coming in with this stupid, stupid song, and then I don't hear it, and I'm pausing, what do you want me to do? Dead air? You're welcome. That's not how radio works. Yeah. Welcome, welcome back, Cotter. What year did this come out? 70s. God, we weren't even alive I yet, know. Justin. Well, listen, I'm glad you're back, honey. Welcome. You. It's the second week of Pride, and I'm so excited. Now, you, uh, you were very busy last week, and the photos actually made me cry, the video, mm-hmm. because good news is upon us. Yeah, we found a wedding venue. <sighs> yeah. And you love it. It's gotten very, very real. And the video you're talking about was on our social media. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Um, <laughs> the, the, the video. So we we actually went to a few different venues, and uh, the very first one we went to, we're like, this is it. We're in love. We're, we're obsessed. We're incredible. This is incredible. And our wedding planner kept telling us all along, she's like, wait till the third venue. You guys will like the first oh one. Oh, my God. Wait till the third. I want you to see them all before. Because she set up a driver first for the entire day and lunch. And it was a whole thing. And our friends went with us. Amazing. And uh, at the first venue, they ex- they showed showed us where we'd be dancing for our reception. And it was like an outdoor sort of venue. And I said, come here. And I grabbed my fiance's hand. I said, let's dance. This is where we're going to have our first dance in a Ugh. year. I just want to practice. So we walked over there for like a little impromptu slow dance. We oftentimes randomly start slow dancing places in public, in our living room. We do yeah, it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, while we did that, our, our one of our dear friends who was with us, uh, Sophia, who we asked to ask, actually officiate our wedding uh, because we thought you would mess it up, um, we, <laughs> she, she just grabbed out her phone instinctively and took a video. And thank God she did because it was it was beautiful and, and it got me teary eyed. So it was so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I missed you so much. We had a great time with Dr. James Simmons and Dr. Jen Mann, but I'm you glad a, you're you back. Had a, you had a good time, honey. You're home. You had a good time. What a good time. Let's not say great. Okay, I had a decent time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a great show planned for our listeners today. We're kicking things off in just a few minutes with "So What Did I Miss?" It's how we start every single Monday morning. Um, some news involving dinosaurs. Uh, actual dinosaurs and a couple. I thought you were going to say dino. Dinosaurs. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I was like. Dinosaurs, yeah. dinosaurs, and a couple living dinosaurs, if you will. We're talking about Serena Williams and Roger Federer. They both had a big weekend. If you're a tennis fan, as I am. Uh, so we're going to kick things off like like that. And then also in our next hour, we've got Marcus Barrington. Uh, Barrington. Marcus Barrington joining us uh, to talk about Mercury and retrograde. It's Hello. happening again. I feel like we just had it. I know. But Mercury in retrograde during Pride Month, spectacular it can get tricky. or just a total mess. 
Yeah, we're uh, we'll finding let, out. We'll let him tell you in our next hour. But right now, it is time for some news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you got? Okay, babe. Well, there's a lot going on. The Biden administration is facing a national security crisis. Ransom demanding hackers have targeted a pipeline, a Florida water system, schools, health care institutions, government agencies, and the meat industry in recent weeks. And the nation's energy secretary warned yesterday that U.S. adversaries are capable of shutting down the power grid. Many of the attacks appear to be the work of criminal gangs based in Russia. President Biden is set to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin this week on his first foreign trip since taking office, and the summit is likely to be even more tense than expected. Now, in other news, uh, out MSNBC host Rachel Maddow gave viewers an ominous warning about the future of the Republican Party and what they'll do next on Thursday night. Now, that's a road that ends in a very bad place, and we are way down that road already. I'm not trying to be scary about this, but I find the place we are in here to be very scary. Uh... And she's talking about uh, with the GOP uh, around. I, I think I messed up the story. It's what they're well, what they're trying to do right now with voter suppression across the country, and how they're still doubling and tripling down on the big lie from Donald Trump that this election was stolen, even though they know it was not. Yeah, they know they're lying right now. They're trying to create ways to get votes without actually getting votes. Yeah. Well, she's upset. She said, and thank you for that, helping me with that. She said, what do we expect them to do? What wouldn't they do? What does this lead to? When a major political party starts indulging this kind of stuff, it doesn't end up in anything that looks like politics. Or democracy at all. Yeah. And here's the thing, people, enough of their voters are so afraid of change and so hateful of anything different from what they're used to, cis whiteness straightness you know they're so afraid of everything else that they're willing to turn a blind eye to a lot of really bad stuff yeah you know who else was willing to do that for a long time until they weren't who germans yeah i mean german yeah we're in a scary place late 30s early 40s this is what germany was yeah so hitler did not happen overnight and we think just because we voted him out of office he's gone well Trumpism is very much alive and well. Oh, yeah. So that's what she's talking about. Absolutely. All right, well, in better news, it is Pride Month. And during Pride Month, Ralph's and Food for Less are partnering with Channel Q and the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBTQ youth and seniors in need. All you have to do is text FRIDGE to 20357 to donate to the Los Angeles LGBTQ Pride Pantry. Donations are doubled by Ralph's and Food for Less. Ralph's and Food for Less are on a mission to end hunger by 2025. During Pride Month, they'll double your donation to help fill the fridge for LGBTQ homeless youth and seniors. $10 provides a full day of hot meals. So text FRIDGE to 20357 to donate now. Now let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 99 in Vegas today, 93 in Palm Springs. 84 in Miami, 61 in San Francisco, 79 in Atlanta, and 91 in Baltimore. Now, are you ready to give us a vibe of the day? Sure am. Live your life as though every decision you make could be your last. Good one. Okay. Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coming up in So Did I Miss, find out how far a journalist took an interview when discussing swingers clubs. Coming up next. So what did I miss? So what did I miss? It's that time. It's Monday morning time for all the stories you may have missed this weekend because you were busy doing nothing or traveling the world like I was. Yes, honey. Fun to go to another country for a week. 
Um, and I didn't pay attention to the news at all. I didn't even know what day it was. You know, I that's real, the best part about going on vacation, it's though. Incredible. I, I FaceTimed my mom yesterday, who's with my sister and nephew. Um, and because my brother in law's on America's Got Talent, we have to get him on the show, by the way. Oh he's my incredible. God, that's right. It's time for that. Oh he's God, gonna, I can't he's believe He's going to win that show. Oh but, my God, amazing. So I'm FaceTiming my mom, and my little nephew gets on, and my sister goes, Hey, Uncle AJ, show Uncle AJ how old you are. And he kept saying, Two, two, two. I'm like, Yeah, I get it, kid. You're two. It was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> totally forgot. Oh my God. I didn't know what day it was. I came back from vacation. I'm confused. Well, just send him a little present. He I'll won't do. even know. He loves presents. So. Here are some stories you might have missed this weekend. We're talking about how stupid Americans are in just a minute, but I'm going to let Michaela share that story with you. Thank First, you. Uh, over the weekend, okay, so the Memorial Tournament is a big one uh, just outside of Columbus, Ohio, every single year. Uh, and uh, when I was in Columbus at Ohio State, everybody went to this tournament. Tiger Woods used to win it all the time. It's a big deal, right? Well, so, th- so listen to this. The guy who is ahead by six strokes, killing it, mm. test positive, and gets pulled out of the tournament. <gasps> no. I'm talking, what's the prize money on this, Justin? $1.7 million. $1.7 oh my God. Wait, dollars. I don't understand. So he was like golfing. Yep. And they test in between the rounds, like overnight, and they got a positive test back. Couldn't go back on the golf course the next day out of the tournament. So you're in second place, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh. No, but I'm saying oh if you're the second God. place person, what he's gone. What did he say? He's probably he's, mortified, well, so upset. Here's the thing, though. I feel like there's going to be lawsuits because there's so many like false negatives, false positives. The testing is so inaccurate and all over the place. Yeah. Uh, months ago, my friend was at an award show. She run, works for Dick Clark. And she, they, one of their artists was performing at two different venues for two different award shows and pre-taping them back to back. And was testing positive over and over at one of them and negative over and over at the other one. Back and forth, back and forth, same day. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Also in sporting news this weekend, Roger Federer. Yeah. Won the French Open, threw to the fourth round, withdrew because his knee is sore. This is what's happening. Serena Williams also, fourth round, lost. These are icons, right? Yeah. Our gays in, in, in the Palm Springs area, especially, we know you have uh, Indian Wells happens. Usually it's going to come back, hopefully, in the fall. Our icons are finally, finally aging out. It makes me Listen, feel they're aging out, but Naomi is saying... Osaka, I know. Osaka is saying, honey, and I'm not playing how the elders played, Lord. I, I won't play at all. I stand her all we love day her. long. I know, I do too. I'm so proud of her. She actually, Will Smith, sent a message via Instagram yes. that said, I stand with... I, I thought it was so great. I see that. All right, well, you just talked about your nephew, and one thing about my nephew is he's obsessed with dinosaurs. He loves them since he's been a little of boy. Of course. I love dinosaurs. Now, dinosaurs no longer exist. Wait, what? I know, it's surprising news, no. but if they did, if you thought that they did, you wouldn't be alone. Apparently, 46% of Americans said that dinosaurs still exist. Wait, currently? Currently. They Listen. did a survey, uh, and uh, that's what they said. They exist in remote areas of the world. Wait, what? But you know what's interesting? Okay, go with me 40, on this Half of Americans believe dinosaurs exist still? Half? Yeah, yeah. Republicans, but also I mean, let's 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 call a spade a spade. Those are Republicans, right? Yeah, but you know, here's the thing: not that they do exist, but remember when the world shut down and we started Wait, seeing. Wait, the way like, that you said not that they do exist, there was a little bit of question in your voice. Not like, that they do. You're not 100 percent certain that they don't. I don't know. I don't know because remember when the world shut down and we started seeing all different types yeah, of animals yes. come out. Like Loki, there could be. I've seen a Komodo dragon in person. It's a dinosaur. 
Like, that's a dinosaur. Yeah. Alligators are dinosaurs. But what was that story in India? Even, like, when the tigers, a very rare tiger started coming out. Like, if they did exist, they're not going to be, like, walking around the street. No, there's parts of it. I was reading about, uh, it was in India, I believe. Uh, There are whole, like, buildings that are being overtaken now by, like, monkeys and and random animals. Oh, really? Coming back and saying, nope, this is ours again. Planet of the Apes is not too far-fetched. Listen, I've never seen it. Does Planet of is it an ape takeover? Yeah, they take over. They're smarter than us. It's a reversal. They are the actual ones who evolved, and we did not. Oh, that would well sort of. Okay, well, forty six percent of Americans think dinosaurs are real, so well, that, that makes sense. That that tracks. I wonder what Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks. Oh, definitely thinks they're real. She's like Biden. Get me the she is get a me dinosaur. The results on this whole COVID thing by the end of the month, and also dinosaurs are real. Large Marge is definitely a dinosaur. She's definitely a T Rex. Mm-hmm. No, she's more of a Velociraptor. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, how about this one? So a Danish journalist. Um, was doing an interview, okay. as we often do. Yeah. We've interviewed some some pretty big celebrities, some thought leaders, experts from various fields. We've got one on later in our show. We have Marcus Barrington on the show later. Very excited. He's an expert on astrology and horoscopes and things like that, right? Well, this Danish journalist uh, recorded audio of herself having sex during an interview on air. Huh? Fine. It was one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it for the journalism. Well, she was at a, she was doing a segment on a swingers club, so of course she went all in. That's dedication. I'm not like mad at this story at all. Like I think it's great. She's getting she, Barbara Walters would never. She said her mom thought it was funny and laughed, and her dad thought it was really cool. Not her dad thought it was really cool. Well, she said I don't have a boyfriend, so it made my made, made doing that a lot easier. Yeah, well, listen, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She's 26 years old, and uh, she wanted to get deep inside swingers clubs, and, <laughs> and so she did. Fail. Yeah. You're terrible. Good for her. Let's get her on the show. I, my, the most difficult part for me is the whole man-woman sex thing. I just can't wrap my brain it's around it. It's the hetero it. for me, can't, not no. during Pride Month. We're not talking about those no. stories. We will not have heterosexual stories being told during Pride Month. But listen, we are sex positive. Oh, yeah, totally into this her. Wow, get in the OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. She honestly, though, she might be able to make some serious money off of the, the recording. Listen, I'll tell you, I didn't, I have never had sex during an interview, but I tried to really hard one time. I was interviewing Henry, Henry Cavill for uh, Batman versus Superman. And I made a couple comments about his biceps. He stared deep into my <gasps> eyes and, and just turned me down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm flirting with you right now. He's like, I know, move on. He's like, we're on, we're on television. All right. Well, coming up, Congresswoman Sharice Davids is joining us to discuss her new children's book about being yourself during Pride. We've got that coming up for you next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I missed this part of the day. Yeah. This is the part of the day where I say something along the lines of, there's a lot going on in pop culture. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? And then I put my hands behind my head. Yep. I sit back and I relax and let you take it away. And I take it away, honey. So, Michaela Gordon... All right, well, the royal family is reacting to the birth of Meghan and Harry's baby. Lilibet Diana is her name. And a Buckingham Palace spokesperson released a statement last night expressing the family's delight, written on behalf of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles. They said the Queen, the Prince of Wales, and the Duchess of Cornwall, and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have been informed and are delighted with the news of the birth of a daughter for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. I think it's so sweet. William and Kate tweeted a supportive message saying we are all delighted by the happy news of the arrival of baby Lily. Not delighted. Delighted. <laughs> Who says that? But I think what's really sweet is Lilibet is her first name. They'll probably call her Lily. But Diana's her middle name. What? A, what well, Lilibet is the nickname of the queen, Elizabeth. They oh. call her Lilibet. That's why they did that. This is mending a lot of fences and patching up some some really broken relationships, which I think is smart. Wow, really? Yeah, it's her nickname. Oh, I also wow. love the way that you pronounce Buckingham. You say Buckingham Palace as if you're like you're such an American. Yeah, Damn. what is it, Buckingham? Buck, kind of. It's kind of in between the two. Like how? Like Buckingham Palace. Buckingham they would Palace. say, how would they say it, Justin? Do you do a good British accent? Buckingham. 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 You guys sound like chickens. That's how, that's how my mother-in-law would say it. Yes. You literally sound like you're bucking chickens. Buck, 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 buckingham, buckingham, buckingham. Well, congratulations to the royal family. I think it's really sweet, and I'm happy that they're finding peace. Congratulations to Lilibet Diana, beautiful baby. And I will say that Megan's like, okay, how can I play this? Here's so an, op- smart, here's an opportunity. I'm going to have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to play Get it. Get back cool. in their good graces. Totally. I love it. All right. Well, coming up, Mercury is in retrograde. So we're turning to our guy, Marcus Barrington, to discuss how to celebrate pride while in retrograde. The astrologer knows it all. Coming up. Coming up this hour on the morning beat, what happens when the celebration that is the month of pride coincides? With Mercury in retrograde. Lord, I don't know. Is it a time to find love? Is it a time to walk away? Do we just ignore it all and yeah. have a kiki? I don't know. Marcus Barrington, our expert, is going to join us in about 15 minutes uh, with some advice on surviving this Mercury in retrograde. Absolutely. And I will tell you this. I never know about it till I know about it because you tell me about it and you make me do stories on it. And then in my mind, everything that goes wrong starts to snowball because I think it's real. I know. And it might be, but I don't know. Well, it is, but it's going to be okay. That's what we like to call Marcus Barrington. He gives us tips and tricks on how to deal with it. Can I tell you how hot he is? I so He's, he's so handsome. So I've, we've been at the gym together so many times lately, and my partner, my fiance, Emil, recognizes everybody from like the littlest feature he'll see his eyebrows know exactly who it is i love it he'll be like marcus just walked by you again i'm like where where and i never know where he is (laughs) and then i dm him like hey dude we need to like say hi next time he's like i didn't see you we're both really tall somehow we hard to miss miss. each other yeah so uh, yeah we have to ask him about that too well i'm excited to talk with them all right right now though it is time for news on the beat you got it babe so let's start with the good news most adults in the u.s have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine at about 66 percent said in a recent survey that their lives are at least somewhat back to normal the average national vaccination rate also got back up above a million shots a day after falling under that threshold last week but even as things are looking up experts warn that vaccination lags among groups such as adolescents could delay the return to normal also only 
Only 13 states have reached Biden's goal of vaccinating 70% of U.S. adults with at least one dose by July 4th. And those that are behind could be vulnerable to another outbreak. Remember when the biggest thing we were afraid of with kids was that they would spread pink eye? Remember that? Yeah, remember? Uh, that was an, that was a time. Now they're super spreaders. Yeah. All right, well, listen to this story. The U.S. experienced another deadly weekend of shootings as the nation emerges from restrictions imposed during the pandemic. In Chicago, at least five people were killed and 40 others wounded during five gun violence incidents. So far, no one is in custody. Salt Lake City and Indianapolis also reported fatal shootings over the weekend, while a shooting in New Orleans yesterday morning left eight people injured. More than 8,400 people have died from gun violence in the United States just this year. I know, Justin. I see the Biden story. Is that what you want me to do? Okay. Let me do it right now. Uh, <laughs> President... <laughs> Our producer is Justin a wild is a wild human being. Okay, I got it. President Joe Biden released a statement marking the anniversary of the HIV-AIDS epidemic. Recognized when the first AIDS cases were documented 40 years ago on June 5th, 1981. In his statement, he recognized the tireless dedication of activists, scientific researchers, and medical professionals who faced years of neglect, discrimination, fear-mongering, and limited action by government officials and the public. In light of that, Biden's administration also announced their appointment of a new director of the White House Office of National AIDS Policy, Dr. Harold Phillips. 40 years ago, doctors noted that five gay men in California described as active homosexuals had displayed similar severe symptoms of what appeared to be unusual infections. Although the disease could have been widespread before then, within a year of the discovery, medical professionals would declare an epidemic and name the disease AIDS. Today, while significant advances have been made in the fight against AIDS and the viruses known as HIV, the epidemic does remain. Now, uh, rounding out news on the beat, we want to tell you something really great that Channel Q is a part of. During Pride Month, Ralph's and Food for Less are partnering with Channel Q and the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBTQ youth and seniors in need. It's so important that you donate if you can because Ralph's and Food for Less are going to double the donations. All you have to do is text FRIDGE to 20357. Again, donate uh, anything, but uh, just $10 provides a full day of hot meals. And Ralphson Food for Less are on a mission to end hunger by 2025. Listen, you talk about our, our youth and also our seniors. The, those exact seniors from our community are the ones who lived through that epidemic that you were yeah. just talking about 40 years ago. You know, and, and they, they lost so much along the way. Keep in mind, though, that was 40 years ago. That was 1981 when this started. Do you know when Ronald Reagan first acknowledged and said the word AIDS publicly for the first time? Mm. 1985. Wow. Four years. We've been in this global pandemic for about a year and a half. Imagine going four years and the president of your country didn't even say the word. What if our president never said the word COVID this entire time? Can you imagine? Crazy. Well, he almost didn't. Trump almost didn't for the first couple of months. Actually, it was real. The China flu or the Wuhan Mm -hmm. flu. All right, let's get into weather. It's a high of 81 in Buffalo, 81 in Chicago. 81 in Sacramento, 93 in Cathedral City. You said 81 in Sacramento like that was so exciting. It was because it was like three 81s before that. Have you been to our state's capital? No. Not that exciting. I wouldn't go. I would. Maybe I would. A high of 86 in Miami. Now give us a vibe of the day. Live your life as though every decision you make could be your last. Mm, I love that. Live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up, Mercury is in retrograde, so we're turning to our guy, Marcus Barrington, to discuss how to celebrate pride while in retrograde. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat as we uh, enter the second week of Pride. Uh, once again, 
We find ourselves at a crossroads. Yes, we do. Where Mercury is coming back into retrograde, apparently. It's always I always here. say I would never know if Michaela didn't tell me. And the, the moment she tells me, my life falls apart. Yeah, you <laughs> should be so thankful for me. So, I keep everybody educated. So here to help us put the pieces back together, hopefully, is our resident astrologist, our expert, Marcus Barrington, who, by the way, apparently I run into at the gym all the time and I've never said hi to. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> that correct. I, I, I mean, really quickly, i got to tell you that my fiancé, he's really, really good at pinpointing people. He knows if he sees somebody one time, he can pick you out of a crowd forever. He just remembers everything. And at the gym, all we see is eyes, right? Eyebrows. Yeah. And every and I thought Marcus Barrington was like 5'6". That's In my mind, that's what I just thought. Because everybody to me is 5'6". Five, five, six. Six. My, my partner tells me one day, that's Marcus Barrington. And then another day, that's Marcus Barrington. And at, bo- at both times, I miss him. Just got it wrong. So I DM him, how tall are you, Marcus? I'm 6'3". Way oh off. Oh, my God. Marcus, you're a tall drink of water. So next time, if, if you see me or if I see you, we have to say hi and meet in person. I mean, you have to also just, like, remember, I'm, like, covered in tattoos. So I'm pretty recognizable. Hot, Daddy. That's so hot. Okay, well, listen. You're hot, you're tall, and you're also our astrologer. Now fix this, Marcus. What is Mercury in retrograde (laughs) during Pride? So Mercury's already retrograde, and he'll be retrograde until the 29th. So basically all of Pride. Wait, it's a he? Um, God. Why is it a he? Male energy. (laughs) It is male energy, actually. Like Venus is female energy, Mercury is male energy. Um, Because he controls communication, technology, you know, travel, things of that nature. Um, But also, guys, you have to understand that this is not just Mercury we're dealing with. So currently, Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, and Juno are all actually retrograde at the same time. And Jupiter will be going retrograde in just a few days. Wait, what? So it's a a massive time of the past coming back up. Now, a lot of people don't love the sound of that but this particular mercury retrograde is actually quite different than the rest normally mercury is just about like throwing the past in our faces right where the past comes back up it haunts us we're like ah crap this particular mercury retrograde is actually about righting a wrong from the past so we're really being given a chance to actually change the course that some past situation has been on and find a really new and better path forward Okay, so what does that mean? So it means like, let's say, let's say a breakup, because that's the most obvious one for a lot of people. Let's say you had a fiery breakup and the two of you are just at odds, perhaps warring, perhaps, you know, getting friends to choose different sides and things like that. This is the opportunity, actually, where you'll be able to come together and both parties should be able to speak their truth and find a positive path forward. Now, for some people, it could actually mean getting back together. For others, it'll mean understanding their ex in a new way and finding a more peaceful path forward as friends, or at the very least, just sort of waving that white flag and putting the weapons of war down. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Marcus Barrington uh, on Mercury being in retrograde. Now, I want to ask you something because it comes up a lot. I'm very nervous to sign contracts or start anything new when Mercury is in retrograde, especially like all of these planets are in retrograde. But you can actually sign a deal if the deal started before Mercury retrograde, right? That is absolutely correct. Also, you can 
sign contracts, even if it's a new situation that starts during a Mercury retrograde, you should just be prepared that after the Mercury retrograde ends, things will change and they'll need to be revised and revisited. But sometimes that's okay because I think that's good to know. I used to literally tell agents like, I'm sorry, I cannot sign this deal. Mercury is in retrograde. This has been an ongoing thing for me for a million years. And they were like, Michaela, we're CAA. And I was like, and I'm saying Mercury's in retrograde. So it's good to know you can actually sign them. She currently does not have an agent. No, she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I did it real. Okay, so I will tell you, um, personally, everything in my life in the last like week or so has fallen into place. Everything. And I have a very, very stressful month coming up. Um, a lot of contracts that were already signed that are uh, going into action this month. Um, anything I should be looking out for? Well, so we had a really powerful eclipse on the 26th. That was a big... So from the 26th until June 10th, which is this week, we're seeing a lot of things tying up and leaving our lives, or at, at the very least sort of being put to rest, mm. which is why you're probably seeing a lot of things falling into place. Now, on the 10th, we have a new moon eclipse that's happening. So that'll be the start of the new beginning. So that's when the sort of the departures end and the new beginnings really begin. June is a super, 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 super powerful month. It's sort of the tipping of the scale, if you will. Mm. So this year, up until June, really up until the 10th of June, it's just been sort of more of 2020, right? We've seen a lot of the same aspects, a lot of the same energy, and Mm -hmm. people dealing with a lot of the same situations. So June is really, June 10th is really the trigger that sort of starts to tip the scales towards the new beginnings and ending sort of that old 2020 energy that we are very ready to get rid of. And it's also like really great, the fact that California is opening up on June 15th, five days after that triggers. So we're really going to see that really starting to happen as of June 10th and beyond. Okay, I want to tell you that right now, I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, that even though I've been happily in a relationship for almost nine years, my partner and I chose our wedding venue this past week. We went down to Mexico, toured a bunch of places, and everything fell together, and I didn't know how it was going to. Um, Because like so many people, there was a part of me that even if it was down to 2%, right? 5%, whatever it was, that still sort of held on to some of my angst from my past relationships, even though I didn't want to revisit any of them. And it felt like just recently, it all disappeared completely. Absolutely. And that's really the time that we're in. All these old things are sort of coming up to the surface for us to really just sort of be like, uh, you know what? I think I'm done with that. I love that. <laughs> Listen, we want to be done with that. We're tired of old behavior. Marcus Barrington, we uh, appreciate you joining us as We're always. We're unfortunately done with you right now. We're so done with that. you, baby. <laughs> but hopefully you guys can see each other at the gym and yeah, be I'll nice look, to each I'll other now. i look muscles and tattoos and I'll look a little higher than I was before. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, coming up, is this a new inclusive concept or is this company fishing for rainbow dollars? We discuss a new queer beer brand now. Next. Okay, so I'll say this. This year uh, in particular, this Pride, feels a little bit different to me. I remember a few years ago, we started seeing corporations, major corporations, uh, finally getting on board. Nike's been doing it for a minute. You know I work with Barefoot Wines a lot. They've totally. been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a lot of companies have. Now everybody has. Yeah. So, of course, as a community, we're a little bit like, eh, it's cool if you're one of the first ones. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it because everybody else is doing it, um, then I don't know how I feel about it. So, let's talk about this. Okay. All kinds of new brands attempting to carve out space in the beer world for queerness. 
How about gay beer? Would you drink it? I mean, I don't drink beer anyway. Okay. But I wouldn't... Is the question, would I drink something called gay beer? Well, there's a company now that has released a line of, of beer beverages for our community. Uh, they have gay beer. Uh, Dyke beer, which to me, offensive to even say so that word. So offensive, and I, I don't I, think anybody should say it. I can't it. believe they printed it on a, on a on a can. Yeah. That's not even a so word that good. I would even use in my regular life. Ever. And I only say it just because it's shocking, and I won't say it ever again, and I apologize if it did offend you at all. Um, no, no, but I'm offended of this art. I, I don't like the article. But it's interesting that they would like, to me, it's not that different from using like the the the... Like the F word, like fag, like I hate that word. Mm-hmm. For me, like as a gay man, that's a word that like triggers me. And it feels like the same thing, uh, but also it's all part of queer brewing. Yeah, um, I mean the the D beer, because I'm not going to say it is a beer brand okay. co-founded by two women. Um, and they really wanted to... Uh, Are they it, trying to take the word back? They're is trying that the to, idea? Yeah, they're trying to take the word back. Okay. Um, there's an activist project called the Dyke Bar Takeover in New York City in which organizers host pop-ups in non-queer bars and essentially turning them into lesbian bars for a night because, as we know, only 15 to 20 lesbian bars are left in the U.S. Okay. Um, and they need more. But I think it's just weird to label... Of I, don't, I would not, as a lesbian woman, want anybody to call me that. I don't want anybody to use that word, mm-hmm. so I don't like it. Well, queer brewing is out of the UK, so they have a little bit different way of approaching things, I think, than we do here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, and I'll speak for myself here: I don't even call it gay marriage because it's not gay. Well, marriage. that's what I it's feel marriage. too. Are we fighting just, for equality, or are we fighting to be yes. like standing out now and with like gay beer? And that's where I think our community gets a little bit confused, saying that I'm right. But there's a lot of different perspectives. For instance, there was a trend going around social media a couple of years ago where everybody, and they, a lot of guys still do this, they were calling themselves gunkles. Oh, yeah, you hate that. I, I hate it. I think it's so offensive. Like, I'm not a gay uncle. Like, why would we add the label to ourselves that everybody else has already adding, been adding to me? If you like Miller Lite, drink Miller Lite. Or if Miller Lite is a company that that maybe historically has not stood for our community, then don't drink Miller Lite. But to create like queer beer, yeah, it's funny and it's campy in a moment. But like I don't want brands. I'm not looking for different brands to just cater to only us. I'm looking for the Nikes and the Reeboks of the world or the whatever, Levi's, whatever, to do what they're doing and actually support us, not just during Pride. But 365 days a year. Yeah. Also, we don't need queer beer. It's just weird. To yeah, me, right? it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't it. know. I don't understand. I don't understand British humor either. Um, but does it does it help that they donate some of the proceeds to charities uh, that are run by our community? I think. Yeah, when, I think everyone should sure. be helpful. I just yes. think it's a dumb name, gay beer. I think you should just call it beer. I I, I I understand the the want or the need or the desire to take back certain words or to take back. I got it. I think we're way past that. Yeah. We're past it. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's just do better. Let's be better because we are better. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't need I don't need somebody catering to me with rain and even rainbow, like all of it. I don't I don't need it. Yeah. Like I don't wear rainbows. I usually. never wear rainbow. Or black all the literally I do all too. the time. I do too. Well, we're gonna continue having this conversation while we celebrate Pride, but up next in what's plop poppin clayton ferris is joining us to talk about a new movie he has coming out called roadhead we'll discuss next 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We're doing something a little bit special for what's popping today. So, Michaela Gordon, I'm going to let you take it away. What's popping? Yeah, I love this. So, friend of the show, we adore Clayton Ferris, uh, is on the line to talk about a new movie coming out called Roadhead. Let's take a listen to the trailer and then we'll discuss the movie. Why do we stop? Look, I've never seen human heads. You see human heads every day? Yeah, on bodies. Oh! I love your outfit. I think he wants to cut off our heads. It's adorable. Very chic. Very chic indeed. I get it. It's with LGBTQ (laughs) themes and lead characters. Clayton, talk to us about the film. Do you get it, Roadhead? I mean, can we even say that on the radio? Yeah, because there's heads in the road. (laughs) Yeah, there's heads in the road. It's very clear. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, it, Roadhead is this great movie that we it just came out this weekend. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's about the, a couple. Uh, I play Brian, my boyfriend Alex. We're we're taking a little trip out to the desert, and I bring my friend Stephanie, who's had kind of a, a rough week, and we just end up as my character is getting. We discover some heads in the road and, uh, well, you know, madness ensues. And it's just a great, fun movie. And I want people to see it. Listen. We're getting great reviews. So love it. I who? figured maybe the Channel Q audience would love it. Yes. Who doesn't love, first of all, uh, I love a little campy horror film. I do, too. Gonna, I love gonna, a gonna, horror. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but also the play on words is really, really, really funny. It's I so it's great. Cute. And also, I feel like I know a Brian and Alex and a Stephanie. Like I yeah, feel like I know like them they're all. your friends. Yeah. Well, it's such a classic throwback to kind of like, yeah, the cult B horror movies. And it's like, we need to have some fun, you know, right now. So may as well just watch a dumb, fun movie. Listen. Well, I think it's great. Again, you can get the film debuting uh, on Amazon Prime, iTunes. I think it's so great, Clayton. I think it's really important that people continued creating. And now we're sort of seeing the fruit of what everybody created last year in the pandemic. It's Listen, so exciting. I grew up, I, I became, I back when I was a gaby. Uh, it was Circuit. It was Trick. It was uh, Broken Hearts Club. Those were the oh. films. So hopefully... Uh, Roadhead can become that for this young generation of little gabies that are growing up right now. That would be amazing. Yes. And we, we just, it was, it was so cool because we actually were able to, because uh, like everything, you know, it was supposed to happen right when the pandemic happened, like our premiere was supposed to happen uh. and all that. So it got pushed and we were just able to um, last week actually have a premiere in, you know, in a theater mask covid friendly of course mm-hmm. but um it was just a blast and to be back in the theaters it's like it's so important and it's so fun but also things getting paused is really frustrating frustrating you never know how things are going to work out though but mm-hmm. how perfect that it came out during pride month though exactly yeah. i love it well, best of luck well congratulations clayton we're so excited to watch roadhead Love you guys. Love you. Take care. Stay safe. <laughs> All right. Bye. Coming up in our next hour, new records are showing the HIV epidemic is down 73% since the early 90s, but could it finally be gone for good? We'll discuss in the next hour. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Coming up in just a moment here on the show, we're talking about um, a positive sign potentially in the fight to end the HIV epidemic as Joe Biden just recently acknowledging, uh, just this week actually, uh, the 40-year anniversary of that pandemic starting in 1981 officially. Uh, Could we be closer to seeing the end of this thing? You know, many people 
find themselves asking, especially in our community, uh, we can find a vaccine for COVID in under a year. Uh, where's the HIV vaccine? Right. You know what I mean? And they've made great strides, uh, but could we be one step closer? We're having that conversation in 15 minutes. Stick around for that as we continue our Pride Month celebrations. Pride is 365 days a year here at Channel Q, but this month is a little extra special. So it's good to be back, Michaela. I missed you last week. I missed you too, honey, but I'm so happy you found your wedding venue. That was the most important. Listen, for, now my, it's for set. my gay wedding. For big gay wedding. Oh, it's going to be so gay. I think I said that to Dr. Jen Mann. At one point, I was like, it's going to be a very gay wedding. And I think she didn't know if that was funny or not. Or offensive. Yeah. She was like, eh. And I was like, it, no, it's it's funny. Wait, is she straight? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's straight. She, uh, she's an icon. Mm, I mean, it. I think she's straight. Hey, thanks she's for filling in. She's a partner that's a male. Oh, I, wasn't yeah. lis- I wasn't listening. It's okay. You were, I was 12 margaritas deep. Yeah, you needed that, you needed that time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us in news on the beat? All right, well, Chastin Buttigieg had harsh words for the Republican Party as they claimed to celebrate LGBTQ Pride Month in the midst of orchestrating nationwide attacks on LGBTQ rights. He tweeted, at GOP is proud to have doubled our LGBTQ support over the last four years, and we will continue to grow our big tent by supporting measures that promote fairness and balance protections for LGBTQ Americans and those with deeply held religious beliefs. Tweeted by Ron McDaniel, the chair of the Republican National Committee yesterday. But that just did not sit well with many LGBTQ people on Twitter as Republican lawmakers have filed dozens of bills to roll back transgender rights in dozens of states this year, while Senate Republicans refused to pass a ban on anti-LGBTQ discrimination and Christian conservatives try to get federal judges to rule against LGBTQ rights by expanding religious exempts. Uh, Those with deeply held religious beliefs are often the parents who force their LGBTQ people, children, I'm sorry, out of the home and onto the street. Uh, Judge wrote, I've met with those kids. 40% of homeless youth in this country are LGBTQ. Revisit your party's platform before you open your mouth about it. Mm. I love it. Speak on it. Yes, absolutely. All right, in other news, let's start with good news. Most adults in the U.S. have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine. And about 66% said in a recent survey that their lives are at least somewhat back to normal. The average national vaccination rate also got back up above a million shots a day after falling under that threshold last week. But even as things are looking up, experts warn that vaccination lags among groups such as adolescents could delay the return to normal. Also, only 13 states have reached Biden's goal of vaccinating 70 percent of U.S. adults with at least one dose by July 4th. And those that are behind could be vulnerable to another outbreak. All right, and uh, rounding out news on the beat, uh, President Joe Biden did release a statement marking the anniversary of the HIV-AIDS epidemic, recognized when the first AIDS cases were documented 40 years ago on June 5th, 1981. In his statement, he recognized the tireless dedication of activists, scientific researchers, and medical professionals who faced years of neglect, discrimination, fear-mongering, and limited action by government officials in the public. We're going to continue more with that. That story, but that'll round out news on the beat. Now, something we also want you to know, speaking about LGBTQ youth, during Pride Month, Ralph's and Food for Less are partnering with Channel Q 
and the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBTQ youth and seniors in need. All you have to do is text FRIDGE to 20357 to donate to the Los Angeles LGBTQ Pride Pantry. Donations doubled by Ralph's and Food for Less. Now, Ralph's and Food for Less are on a mission to end hunger by 2025. During Pride Month, they will double your donation to help fill the fridge for LGBTQ homeless youth and seniors ten dollars provides a full day of hot meals all you have to do is text fridge to 20357 to donate now i love that i also have a hot take on a story we did a little bit earlier this morning uh talking about uh companies capitalizing on pride the pride beer line yeah the 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 brewing company if you missed it download the app at odyssey.com that is a-u-d-a-c-y listen to our show as a podcast brother-in-law jerry from Kentucky's chiming, what did brother-in-law chiming Jerry in. say? So much to say about the gay beer thing. I don't drink bottles labeled straight beer. All of these companies are capitalizing on Pride Month and trying to boost their sales. I just don't feel like their hearts are in it. It's more about their wallet. If they gave an F, they would show their pride every month. Okay, you go, Jerry. You better preach, ally. Okay, ally, Jerry. I love Jerry. Let me, we do love Jerry. All right, let me give you some weather. It's going to be a high of 86 in New York, 70 in L.A., 90 in Houston, 61 in San Francisco, 79 in Atlanta, and 79 in Chicago. Now, give us a vibe of the day. Live your life as though every decision you make could be your last. I love that. Don't make decisions out of fear. Yeah, just do it. Follow your heart. All right, coming up, new records are showing the HIV epidemic is down 73% since the early 90s. But could it finally be gone for good? We discuss next. Let's just put a little shine on our president for just a moment because regardless of age, regardless of whether you think he's fully there or whatever, uh, just just this week, uh, he decided to take over the weekend to take some time to honor those who we've lost uh, to the AIDS pandemic yeah. for the last 40 years. 40 years since we first realized what HIV and AIDS were back in 1981. Yeah. I was one. You were not even a thought yet. Uh, and so to step into this role and as president during his first Pride Month, uh, to not just acknowledge... But to go so far as to uh, appoint a new White House Director of National AIDS Policy, uh, keep in mind this was a position in the office that was left vacant for four years during Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what gets me. When people say, oh, he loves the gay community. He loves you. What did he do against you? A lot. Yeah. And also the things he didn't do. To not even take the but time so did the points. Republican Party. Of I mean, course. they've done so much, even from cutting funding. I mean, it's just been a lot, uh, and it's been very difficult. Well, Dr. Harold Phillips will now be the White House Office of National AIDS Policy. He will now head that office, uh, and and that is a, it's a good day. Um, but also, in the decades since this pandemic started, more than seven hundred thousand Americans and thirty two point seven million people. World li- uh, worldwide have lost their lives uh, due to AIDS-related illnesses. That is a big number. It's been, uh, you know, I have a very personal story. When I first moved to L.A. after Idol, I was singing at an AIDS benefit, mm-hmm. and I was in the dressing room with the drag queens performing, and that's literally how I learned how to do my makeup. They gave me banana powder. I was 17. Oh, don't even get me on the on the Ben oh, Nye banana powder. Yes. I use buff, but uh, the yes. banana powder... 
You know where you know where you know who made it famous. Who drag queens learned it first. Yeah, they then, gave it to me. Then Kim Kardashian did it. Yeah, but I was doing it but the way queens before. Were doing it. Well, yep, mm-hmm. yep. But I remember I met this guy who uh, was HIV positive, and I sat there talking with him, and he was very sick. And I found out later on, just a few months later, that he passed away, and it was so devastating. And I I think that was the first time. I really understood what the AIDS pandemic meant. Mm. Um, and it's it's crazy to think how it wasn't acknowledged the way it should have been, Mm-mm. the way that the, the it took, pandemic... It took President Reagan four years just to say the words HIV AIDS. But could you four imagine years. that? Like, you're dying. And what's the... Um, and keep in the... mind, Nancy Reagan had gay people in her life left and right. Yeah. Her hair and makeup team, her stylists... Gaze. Well, if you watch Paris is Burning, you see how desperate our community was trying to get into hospitals just to get any kind of medication. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, wow. Talk about Pose, by the way. Yeah. Just wrapped. And they really went in, especially this last two seasons, on exactly that era, the 80s and the 90s. Uh, if you haven't watched Pose yet, if you've been living under a rock, go watch it. I have not watched the finale yet, I'm afraid. I'm not ready for oh, it. Oh, God. But, um, but he's also putting his money where his mouth is, Joe Biden is. Uh, they're allocating an additional $267 million uh, for the fiscal year of 2022 to end the HIV epidemic. It's a part wow. of a program. And this is a, this is a 40% increase over what Donald Trump uh, even did. And it's the first increase in years. Well, you know what I'd like Trump. to see? But what we saw during this pandemic, though, too, they came up with a vaccine fast because there was money. Right. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Well, speaking of money, you know what I it's still still makes sense, according to this story. But prep, I wish they would just mm-hmm. make prep free. Uh, I know if you have insurance, well, you, you know can. Been, but a friend of mine who yep. has to pay out of pocket, it's so, so expensive. expensive. You know that my partner and I have been working with uh, a campaign, uh, a government campaign. So this is the first time, actually, that the government has launched uh, a free prep campaign. Right. And go to HIV.gov. If you want to know more, and we've been working with them, we're do, getting ready to do another round of of of, great. of of Instagram posts for them here in the next few weeks. But they're targeting not just you know gay men, which is traditionally uh, where prep has been targeted, right? But our trans community, especially trans community of color, and there are there are options. So if you go to hiv.gov, you can find ways where you can get your prep either completely free or partially covered because it can be very very expensive. Yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing. Like that's you know, there's what an it option, is. So we're but happy. You can't afford it. Yeah, like it's like let's end the AIDS pandemic, but also you have to be able to do that. Pre- by providing the medication where it's not $5,000 a month. I mean, people can't afford that. You can't. I can't live. I, I couldn't pay $5,000 a month in rent That's, and be happy with my life. Hello. You know what That's I mean? what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right. Well, we've got more. Uh, Trump is back in the news. Okay. I saw this photo. They're saying that Trump put his pants on backwards. 1,000% he did. And then he spoke to the people. So we're going to discuss that. To be fair. Wardrobe malfunction. The front, like if you look at Donald Trump from about the waist area, just above and just below, if you looked at him from the front and just the back, just that part, you might not tell the difference. So. But but then you do tell the difference. He's built kind of like Humpty Dumpty. He really is. We're discussing the wardrobe malfunction and also why Caitlyn Jenner says it was easier coming out as transgender. Uh, coming up next. It is okay not. It is. What's not okay is to be a hateful, ignorant politician in 2021. Amen. Which brings us to our next topic.
the Republican Roundup. Yeah. Why not? Giddy up, Michaela. Can't wait, Get honey. Get back in the saddle. It's time to drag yeah, some Republicans. Yeah, that's a ride I want to be let's, on. Let's start with Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn, Caitlyn, Caitlyn. So, Caitlyn was just recently on my former home, Fox 11, here in Southern California. Sort of an iconic uh, Fox brand in the United States. Good Daily, think, you know, Good Daily was national for a while. Steve Edwards and Jillian Barbary, uh, Dorothy, Lucy, like they were kind of iconic for quite a while. Well, they're still there. And now one of their anchors is Elix Michelson. Uh, I never got to work with him. He came in after I did. Uh, but Elix sat down with Caitlin to talk about her run for the governor. And compa- uh, Caitlin made this comparison that is cringeworthy. Um, one thing, I, and I talked to all my family um, about running for governor. And to be honest with you, it was easier to come out as trans than as a Republican candidate. <laughs> As a Republican candidate for governor, it was yeah. a lot tougher to sell. Okay, just really quickly, oh, I'm just gonna, I just, I just want to say, Elix, just, just, uh, I know that you're a professional journalist and and you're doing your job. Your job, though, is to not immediately laugh as a reaction. That's not professional. That's gross. Your job is to sit there and let Caitlin answer, and you ask the next question. So that that's a little bit uncomfortable for me. But that's neither here nor there. As an ally, just just a heads up, just a pointer, just in the future, don't laugh at that. Um, Caitlin, I, oh no, no, unless you disagree. No, 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 because I totally hear you. I think that doesn't bother me. I think he laughed because Caitlin started to laugh. No, like, Caitlin, Elix laughed first and then Caitlin reacted. Well, okay, I can see though how that might be uncomfortable. My problem, uh, because we've also found that people laugh when they're uncomfortable. Also, Billy Bush and, and, and Donald Trump. Yeah, and the, I get that. Because I get it. hearing, because my problem really is with Caitlin. A thousand percent. And honestly, the way that she's just gone about all of this, and now she's saying that Caitlyn or that Kim Kardashian isn't involved in her camp in her campaign, but as time goes on, Kim will she have her ear. She ain't never getting like, involved. Nobody's nobody is signing up with you, well, Caitlin. The question that led to this response was Elix asking Caitlin, "Hey, have you been in touch with with Kim? She's doing a lot for social justice, like you said, Michaela." And and that's what what led to Caitlin responding that way. The, the privilege in making the comparison between those, because for most trans people. Coming out is a terrifying process, oftentimes a life or death moment. Like you're putting your life on the line to reveal yourself. Yeah, but Caitlin is so privileged. That's why she doesn't get it. She came That's out on the cover of Vanity Fair. I know. She literally had the whole entire glam There's team. There's such white privilege in it. Yeah, it was so annoying. Okay, so, well, yeah. I have a story that's just pleased me this morning. Now, I haven't talked about Donald <laughs> Trump in quite a bit. We ha- I actually was coming in with Kevin this morning Who's from she? K-Rock. Oh, not Kevin, Trump. And, no, Trump. And I and uh, Kevin said, hey, did you see Donald Trump put his pants on backwards? And I was like, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. What did you just say? He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I Googled it. Trump, there is a photo of him, a video, which appears... That his pants are on backwards and a tweet went out from James Felton. One day you're president of America. The next you're just some guy who wears his trousers backwards so he can take a (laughs) crap out of the flies. Well, apparently this has been debunked because here's the thing. So what used to happen. Oh, it really didn't happen. It didn't really happen. So they watched 90 minutes of this footage of him talking (laughs) and it turns out they were on the right way. Right. Now his front side and his backside, not a whole lot of differentiation there. Where's the zipper though? The zipper, they did find the zipper. On the side? The reason everybody thought it was backwards though, because there were so many wrinkles. 
when he was the president, uh, Hope Hicks, remember her? One of his yeah, communications directors? Right. And uh, Corey Lewandowski? They used to steam his pants for him to make sure this exact thing did not happen. Stop. Apparently, the guy has a really wrinkly crotchal region. We'll it is. That. It was super it was terrible. Wrinkly. It was awful. Like, you picked him up off the floor, Justin. Can I just say one thing? I, I have to feel terribly for the person that had to watch Donald Trump's crotch for 90 for minutes. For 90 minutes to investigate <laughs> well, at that. at one point in the video, you hear somebody <laughs> just bust out laughing, and you can't help Probably Melania. Think, yeah, she, no, she's so far gone from him. She's like, I hate you. Have we seen them photographed together in months? Like, when's the last time we saw them together? Get on the plane where they... And I never, I've never seen them together since... Yeah, no. Well, me listen, when me and uh, John Domenico, our Trump, were talking the other day, we were like, what do we do? Because Melania has not been in the public eye. At all. At all. She's over it. She's done. Do you think they're in the same house? No. Because I think they're supposed to go to Jersey. Because Mar-a-Lago's supposed to be shut down for the but season. She, yeah, but there's no photos of her. There's nothing. There's nothing. Mm, maybe um, she's just off being best somewhere. Just being best. Or not caring. Uh, well, how about this one? Somebody else I don't care about. Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's making demands once again. Oh, yeah. Her voice is much larger than what she is. Like, I talk about, like, earning earning status in the world and earning respect. She has not earned it, but based on her voice, you would think she has. Uh, she's now demanding uh, COVID-19 answers from Joe Biden by June 31st. What? Like, what? Huh? Like, what answer? First of all, what answers? You want the origin. I, they want the origin. They want to say it's China, okay. China, China, so we can blame, you know, whatever, and Republicans can, like, like run for re-election in 2022 based on that. That's what they're trying right. to do right now. Where was that demand when Donald Trump was in office? Yeah, They were acting like it didn't exist. Marjorie Taylor Greene is such a wild woman to me. I think that everything she says like is just Like, not fun so... weekend in Vegas no, wild. No, yeah. no. Like, she's just a mess. And um... Also, just fun update, Marjorie. Uh, June has 30 days. Yeah. The deadline is June 31st. Oh, my God. I love that she did that. I love that she did that. Oh, my God. It's iconic. Oh, my God. That's iconic. Oh, my God. She totally messed it up. She said June 31st, and there's only June 30th. Oh, my God. Marjorie, she's, you idiot. She's everything Oh, to my me. God. Okay. I take everything I've ever said back, Marjorie. Large Marge, you get it. She's wild. She's in on the joke. She but knows it, she's never going to get an answer June 31st. But is she in on the joke? I'm going to go with yes, because if I think about her in any other circumstance, I just hate her. Welcome back to the morning beat. It feels so good to be back. I'm not going to lie. I do miss Mexico. It's pretty magical. I miss it for it's you. It's magical down there, but uh, you bring your own kind of magic, Michaela Gordon. Love you, honey. How was your week? It was a good week. You know, I'm proud of myself and you'll be proud of me too. I tend to like stack my schedule and like don't take any breaks, don't take any days off. And it really start, started messing with my mental health. And so this weekend in particular, I laid on the couch, watched TV all weekend like a veg, like vegged mm. out. And me and Lisa just hung out and it was so nice. It's, I never do that. And I was like, I feel good. Like I feel rested. I don't feel guilty you about it. my whole life. I Le- love, I have a spot on our couch. Oh, I love it. I was watching Bad Girls Club from like 2008. I wasn't even watching like helpful television. It was just like <laughs> trash TV. No, but don't say that. It is helpful. 
It helped you reset. It helped you decompress and like not have to think about things for a little bit. Yeah, it and that, did. That's why reality television and those sorts of things are so successful. Because as Americans, we're so constantly inundated with so much information and we're always trying to do more, do more, do more. There actually is a benefit to the, like the do less sort of like mindless binging. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. So it was great. It was a really great weekend. I will say, I don't even know if I can say this on air. So I've been trying um, different edibles at night to mm. go to sleep because we've had this conversation. The Tylenol PMs are not good, but we have to go to bed pretty early. So Lisa CBD and I- CBD and whatnot. Yes. So I had a seat. Okay. So we, me and Lisa, though, were at the Grove and this guy was like, you should have the CBD, uh, you know, drink. And it's like, a, it was like a lemonade. And I was like, well, CBD should be okay. Oh my God. I was high at the Grove. I was like, Lisa, get me in the car. I have to go home. And I had to go home. That was part of the reason I was vegged out be, on the couch be, too. You got to be careful because here in California, that stuff's legal and CBD is legal. But, and it's different. It's regulated different in different places, but sometimes there's a little THC in there. Yeah. And you got to, yeah, you, you, there you, it's was. tricky. It's tricky. Listen, it was tricky. I've got, but... a, I've got a lemonade for you. You should open yeah. up a lemonade stand. Oh my God. Should I hold it? Should I do a lemonade stand outside <laughs> my house? Yeah. It's perfect. See how that goes. I'll come buy a glass. Yeah. All right, how about some news on the beat? All right. Well, President Joe Biden released a statement marking the anniversary of the HIV AIDS epidemic, recognized when the first AIDS cases were documented 40 years ago on June 5th, 1981. In his statement, he recognized the tireless dedication of activists, scientific researchers, and medical professionals who faced years of neglect, discrimination, fear-mongering, and limited action by government officials and the public. In light of that, Biden's administration also announced their appointment of a new director of the White House Office of National AIDS Policy, Dr. Harold Phillips. So that's really good news for us. Uh, Now, in other news, this is really interesting. We were talking about this off-air. The Biden administration is facing a national security crisis. Ransom demanding hackers have targeted a pipeline, a Florida water system, schools, healthcare institutions, government agencies, and the meat industry in recent weeks. And the nation's energy secretary warned yesterday that U.S. adversaries are capable of shutting down the power grid. Many of the attacks appear to be the work of criminal gangs based in Russia. Now, President Biden is set to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin this week on his first foreign trip since taking office, and the summit is likely to be even more tense than expected. But, you know, uh, you said it. We used to just be afraid of, like, bombs, of getting bombed. Yeah. This is a lot of Listen, power. I will say this. As Americans, we're morons. Like, we're just morons. We've spent decades, we've spent the entirety of our nation's history building up, you know, Military, 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 military. Yeah. Right? And that's great. And I am proud of our military veterans. I support them. But if we think for one second that as dominating as we are with just brute strength, if we think that the rest of the world has not noticed that and thought of other ways to infiltrate, we're morons. Yeah. It's not how you even win a war or even wage a war anymore. We're still stuck in the Stone Ages while everybody else is out thinking us. We had a president for four years that was put into office by Vladimir Putin. I mean, that's real. That's yeah. real stuff. Listen, people used to say Lisa was crazy when she used to have like, how? what is it, power generators? Of like course. All different things, like stacking food. There's a place at her mom's house. But she's always like, Michaela, we have to know where we're going to go. And we always have to have a plan. And I'm like, thank God somebody does. Because I would end up just like laying down in my apartment yeah, and, and being like, okay, it is what it is. And have some things that are commodities. 
whether that's some gold, whether that is a, a really expensive watch, some things that you can trade that people still that still carry value. Good thing we all had the Oregon Trail in school, am I right? right? Because if your debit cards all get <laughs> shut down because they hack into a... Like, How many oxes are you selling? Three. I have three <laughs> in my guest room. That's perfect. That's great. Awesome. Thanks for how you're trail. coping with this disastrous story right now by trying to have make humor. jokes. Thanks. You know, you know, I'm absolutely terrified when all I can do is make a joke. Uh-huh. I'm heightened emotionally when I'm making jokes. But it's, I mean, it's the story of David and Goliath. It's the story, the story is oldest time. Every single film is the underdog who always like comes. And like right now, we're, we're the bully. Yeah. We're the we behemoth. And every great empire falls. Because of their arrogance and their ignorance. Yeah. That's that's where we are right now. Yeah. So either we do something or we say bye-bye. All right. Well, let's do something. Because Channel Q is partnering up with Ralph's and Food for less for the LGBTQ Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBTQ youth and seniors in need. Now, this is incredible because for just $10, it provides a full day of hot meals. Ralph's and Food for Lesser are on a mission to end hunger by 2025, and they're going to double your donations. $5, $10, $25. All you have to do is text FRIDGE to 20357. It's important to remember that LGBTQ Center stayed open during the pandemic to uh, ensure that our LGBTQ youth and seniors we're still taking care of so we have to take care of them back text fridge to 20357 now let's do a little weather it's gonna be a high of 81 in buffalo 91 in baltimore 163 in san francisco 84 in kansas city 90 in houston and 70 in la today oh it is because it was looking cloudy when we walked past there you're like, what is that? Yeah, I'm like, what kind of weather is this? All right, give us a vibe of the day. Live your life as though every decision you make could be your last. I love that. Do it. Make the decision and don't do it out of fear. All right, coming up, activists are saying that Florida Governor DeSantis' funding cuts will hurt Pulse survivors and other LGBTQ programs. We're diving in deep. Coming up next. Once again, it's Pride Month. And, you know, we always talk about we celebrate Pride here 365 days a year at Channel Q, and that is very true. But Pride Month is always special, and it's a reminder that regardless of what's going on in the world, our community still finds things to celebrate. Absolutely. So when stories like this one coming out of Florida pop up, um, it just always makes me say, why? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Governor Ron DeSantis cutting funds uh, for mental health uh, survivors of the Pulse shooting in Florida as part of his budget for the next year. Uh, and this just happened days before, you know, the, the fifth year anniversary is coming up on the 12th. And so there's extra sting here. Um, and there's more layers to this story, which I will share in just a moment. But I just, I guess as, as, a, as a queer person, I just am so tired of having to ask why people don't think we're worthy or equal and why we have to march, and why we have to protest. Like, I don't want to do that. Well, it seems pretty inhumane what he's done because the advocates are specifically calling Governor Ron DeSantis um, because he's cutting funds that strip mental health resources for survivors of the Pulse nightclub massacre and other support systems for the community. He's also taken away money from Orlando's LGBTQ Community Center and an organization that houses homeless LGBTQ youth. I mean, just to be clear, taking away $150,000, which for an organization like that, a local organization, that's a lot of money. Also, in a year where Florida 
has a $6.6 billion, billion with a B, budget surplus because of money that was given to them by the government Mm -hmm. as part of the recovery package. Yeah. They have $6.6 billion. You know, $150,000. Do you know what percentage of $6.6 billion that is? Not even a drop in the bucket. But that money is used to help those victims, those survivors of the Pulse shooting in Orlando, who are dealing with this trauma and will be for the rest of their lives. I mean, we're talking... We're talking 49 dead, countless others wounded. Listen to me. I'll never forget the story where one woman said she hid under a dead body to <clears throat> ensure that she would not get killed. And I think that, um, I think vetoing funds for LGBTQ homeless youth feels it's cruel. It just feels cruel. Yeah. Like, if you don't agree, it's one thing. And Florida is pl- problematic. And we know that Governor DeSantis is problematic. But to really go out of your way, you know, 40% of homeless youth is our LGBTQ mm-hmm. community because they've already been forced out from their parents. Uh, $150,000 out of their extra budget surplus is 0.004% of, of 1%. Of 1%. Um, so, so this is interesting because you got to remember this is a guy, Ron DeSantis, uh, who just two years ago, on the anniversary, the third anniversary of this, released a proclamation uh, commemorating the day, and in the proclamation, never once mentioned the Pulse nightclub. Yeah, had to go, then got called out on social media, and had to reissue a second edited version, a corrected version. Like, how how were you that cruel? Well, in one moment, that's happening. And then in Washington, Ugh. they were celebrating the fifth anniversary of the horror. I don't want to say celebrated. How do you say? In remembrance. Honoring. Honoring, sure. The fifth anniversary of the horrific mass shooting at Pulse Nightclub. Um, and the U.S. House passed House Resolution 49, which would designate the Pulse site in Orlando, Florida, as a national memorial, it's so crazy how two different places could just see so differently. Well, it's not even just two different places necessarily. It's two different parties. Yeah. The Republican right. Party is hateful. Like, it's gone are the days where I can even have a conversation with a log cabin Republican and be like, what exactly do you believe? Because if you still believe in that party today, you're self-loathing and you are hateful Mm -hmm. that's just where the party stands right now and i know we have some listeners who are conservative who are republicans i'm sorry if you want to have an opinion on that get a radio show i'm here i mean these are these are youth who literally lived through a massacre yeah and a republican governor who who by the way is making a play for 2024 don't think any of this has anything to do with anything other than him trying to win the presidency in 2024 and let me just say some some members of our community will still support him they do i know people that support him i i will say i was not at pulse nightclub i was at route 91 in a hotel room thinking at the time that the shooter was in the hotel i i've never experienced anything like that i make a lot of jokes it was horrific it was terrifying i can't imagine actually being in the nightclub, fearing for your life. I had friends there that night. Yeah. I know the GM. I've been to Pulse Nightclub many times. We used to go there with all of our friends, have the time of our lives. Yeah, but you got to help people and their mental health when they think they're about to die and <sighs> you don't know what's happening. It's just, it's It's cruel. It's, it's just cruel. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, we have more for you coming up next. Tell me something good. We're going to do just that because you want to know what? It is still Pride Month at the end of the day, and regardless of all the weird things that are still going on in the world and all the 
hateful Republicans that are still trying to take our rights away. Who? Ron DeSantis. Oh, that guy? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Me and Lisa really want to go to Miami for her birthday this year, and I think I'm going to have to just put a strong halt to it. You got to put a K Bosch on a. I just went to go to the Versace house, but now I feel like I again. Know. My parents just bought property in Florida. I was like, well, I'll probably come visit you. Yeah. But. I don't want to. There's a big butt there. Yeah. Still not eating at Chick fil A. No. I said what I said. Say it again. Their waffle fries are so good, so though. Good. <laughs> so good. Okay, here we go. I'd like you to. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Jalen McKee Rodriguez. Uh, just this weekend, became the first openly gay black man to hold elected office in the state of Texas. Come on! And he beat the incumbent in a landslide. Come through! Right uh, now, he's joined the city council of San Antonio. Now, this is a really big deal. Uh, he got 63% of the votes compared to just 37 uh, for the incumbent, whose name we shall not even mention. Uh, but the counselor-elect, in fact, worked under this person that he then beat as a communications assistant, but quit in 2019 after allegedly suffering anti-gay harassment and discrimination. Imagine that. You leave your post because you're being discriminated against for being gay. Two years later, you turn around and you run against that person and you out... You oust them by a landslide. Crazy. To win any election by 30 points is a big deal. Yeah. To be a queer black man to do it in Texas, that's That's a really big deal. That's amazing. I will say San Antonio, though, is a very, very liberal, very cool city. Yeah. I've spoken there. It's gorgeous. But the state of Texas, not so much. Yeah. And also, he's good looking, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's single or not, but if he is, somebody needs to snatch that up. I'm loving it. All right. Well, listen to this. This story is adorable. A couple uh, decided to go to a Target and and hide $1,000 in cash in baby products to help new parents. The Instagram post read... Being a parent can be tough. Before I founded Milky Mama, we often struggled to make ends meet. So Hubby and I went to various Target stores in Southern California and hid money and baby items. We hope that the parents that purchase these items have a brighter day. When they find our gifts, tag a mama that would love this and follow. I think that's so great. Her business is finally doing well. So she just stuffed a couple hundred dollars in baby products, Mm. which will be so helpful uh, to any new parent or existing parent. I think it's great. This is really cool because I'm actually going to be there next month. We're talking about Spain. All right. So now the clothes. Oh my God, you are going to be there next month. I'm going there for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, The clothes have no gender is part of a movement that started back in October after a student in Spain uh, named Mikel Gomez was expelled and referred to psychologist. After wearing a skirt to school, this Mm. young man wore a skirt and was sent to a therapist. Men have historically worn skirts in many parts of the country for the world. Men literally, heels were created for men. I'm not just talking kilts, Justin. I know kilts as well, but I'm talking full on skirts, full on African tribal wear, gowns. Like men globally have been wearing things that do not constrict the male genitalia since the beginning of time. Yeah, but I told this story last week. You know that heels were actually made for men so that they could appear taller. Because we're That's insecure. That's how they started. Men are insecure. Yes. So, here, this is really cool. So, you know what some teachers all over uh, Spain have been doing? What? They created a campaign called Wear a Skirt to School Day, and male teachers are wearing full-on skirts. Oh, I love it. And these guys are, like, these guys are, like, hot, too. They're, like, I mean, look at that dude. I love it. He is sexy. So, he's sexy. Yeah, so sexy. I just think it's so cool because, listen, 
these gender norms are so outdated and like what's the point of it all yeah like what's who the cares? point Leave it of it all is he a good kid great who cares what he wears yeah get Absolutely. over it well listen i'm so happy to have you back honey my pic um we have a great rest of shows for you this week as we enter the second week of pride uh, pic was that a partner in crime or person in charge because i'm a little bit of both it's your I'm part- the boss your I'm partner the boss, in crime Michaela. Okay. okay, you can be the boss. Okay. You can be the boss. I actually want you to get me that duck shirt that says I'm the boss. You're the boss? I'm the boss. Who's the boss? I'm the boss. Can I be the boss for something? Sure. Bye.